0: Hello, and welcome to Healthly Mental, the audio podcast focused around everything mental health. Today we'll be addressing the life of students all around Britain coping in a world ill-equipped to empathise with their mental health conditions. I'll be speaking with a local Edinburgh student to understand her views on the situation, as well as questioning a nurse of the National Health Service to get her opinion on matters behind the scenes. A little background on this then. In England alone, a staggering 1 in 5 people on average experience some form of common mental health problem each week. With numbers like that, it's easy to imagine the stress that universities and health services must be under to offer help whenever it is needed. To find out more, I headed to Edinburgh Library to meet up with Courtney. So, we've got Courtney here with us now, and Courtney, I understand that you're a student at university, is that correct?
1: Yeah, I'm a student at University of Edinburgh.
0: Yeah, and would you say you come across any issues in your day-to-day life at uni?
1: Well, apart from the obvious exam stress, at my uni we actually get graded on our participation during classes. So, it's really hard on days when you're having a bad day, like mentally, and you don't really want to speak up because no one understands in your class why you're being so quiet. And then at the same time, you're, you're maybe losing a percentage of your grade because of it. Oh,
0: well, that seems quite interesting. And you said there about nobody really understands them, but would you say the university understands it?
1: Not to the extent where I would like it to be. There is like a huge waiting list, so until you've actually been to see someone, it's not like you you don't really have any proof or any kind of anything to say. Why?
0: (laughs) Well a waiting list, that seems quite strange. Would you say there's any ways that you would improve it if you could?
1: I mean it has the right idea. The uni have the, they have good intentions but maybe if they could just have more people working in that department so the waiting list wouldn't be as long it would help a lot of people out.
0: Yeah that seems to make sense. And last question here, would you say you have any words of advice for other students?
1: So this one's a cliché but try and get advice as soon as you can at university because you'll make it so much harder for yourself later on to get help when you're struggling. So even if it's just talking to a personal tutor or just staying behind during lectures to ask questions, you'll thank yourself for it later on.
0: With some interesting topics coming up over the interview, I then headed to a local clinic to speak with Nurse Fiona to get her opinions on matters behind the scenes. Okay, so I'm now sitting here with Fiona. And Fiona, am I correct in saying that you work with the NHS? I do. Yeah, And what is your position within them?
2: Um, I'm actually a treatment room nurse in a busy health centre.
0: Yeah, And so would you say you've had much in the way of experience with mental health issues?
2: We do, actually. We have a lot of people coming in with self-harm. And also a lot of people just getting regular things done and they'll say, Oh, can I tell you something? Or could I ask you about something? And they just don't want to bother the doctor, so but they feel they can come and talk to a nurse.
0: Okay, well, that's interesting. So you mentioned there about the self-harm. So would you say you have specific measures in place at your work to tackle these issues? I
2: don't think we have enough measures. It's becoming an increasing problem. And more so in boys. It used to just be girls, mostly, but now a lot of boys are self-harming. And I, I don't think that I have the proper resources to cope with it but I cope with it as best as I can.
0: Yeah, so would you say that of the measures that you do have, would you say they're not very effective then?
2: I think they could do with a lot more support. I can patch up the wounds and I can make them feel better for the 10 minutes that they're in to see me. But once they leave, I worry about who they have to speak to if they get a crisis. So I don't think there are enough measures in place.
0: Well, I think that's quite interesting, so with that in mind, would you say you could make any changes at all to improve or any more resources that you would ask for?
2: Um, I'm actually in the process of highlighting how much self-harm is actually coming into um, my area of work, so hopefully we will have more liaison with mental health workers to find out what are the main reasons that people do self-harm.
0: Well, that's very interesting. So I think that's about all we have time for today. So thank you very much for coming in. And thank you for being on the podcast. And
2: thank you, Jordan.
0: And that's about all we have time for today, people. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Dow. Stay healthy, Edinburgh.